0: How's Tofu doing?
1: Tofu is doing fantastic. His full name is Tofu Friedrich. Because the day the, the day I picked him up, uh, my girlfriend wasn't there. And we hadn't kind of previously discussed what we would name our dog. And then I met like a neighbor or like a friend, like my neighbor's friend. And he was like, you should give him some good old German name. He kind of looks like he... he, he, he he could need a German name. He should be Friedrich. And I was like, that's funny. Let's just call him Friedrich. Then Joanna comes home and she's like, Friedrich, what are you talking about? He's white, and I always kind of wanted to name a dog Tofu. So he's his name is going to be Tofu. And so Friedrich was relegated to the to the second name, middle name. <laughs> middle name. <laughs> so it's Tofu Friedrich.
0: Tofu fits him as well. And it also fits, I mean, Y'all's personality too. You guys are both yeah. vegans.
1: Um, right. I kind of so, felt like that's too, too much on the nose, right? Like I kind of, I, I thought it was cute. Like, yeah, like I hope it was it's like cute. Perfect. Right. I, I, I don't want to be the kind of vegan who that's all they talk about. And they constantly <laughs> try to ev- evangelize. <laughs> What's the word? Evangel- evangelize. Kind of basically just convince, yeah, ev- yes. convince everybody. <laughs> right. I don't want to be that person. And like naming your dog tofu as a reminder that you should not eat meat. But it's really not meant that way. It's just he, he's white. And it's good like in terms of dog names, two syllables is good. I feel like most yes. dogs have two syllable names for two a reason because they can process yeah. it with their tiny little brains. You know, they're like, yes. Oh, that that I understand those two syllables, that's me. Anything longer than that, then you might as well have a child. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Save those names for a child. Yes. And
0: I I I also like it, too, because it's not, like, a human name, but it's, it's still right. very playful. You know, and it's also very welcoming, too, because Tofu is a very, like, calm, like, just very, yeah, just a calm, honestly, just an angel
1: child of a dog. <laughs> right. See, in Poland, you would never name a dog with a name that you would also give to a human. That's just not a thing. Like, they always name their dogs things that you don't name humans. In Germany, many people name their dogs, whatever, like, like our previous foster dog that we didn't adopt, but that spent some time with us was named Luna. And that is a name that you could give to a child as well. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying, it's kind of nice to have it a little bit separated. Yeah,
0: it's better than Susan or...
1: Right. <laughs> Hannelore. <laughs> Wolfgang. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, People yeah. who have dogs like that, I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> so, like, what was the process for you guys getting this dog? You guys say you guys, um, it was a
1: foster? Right. So, I, I was never... Um, Like I really wanted a pet when I was a child, uh, but then when I grew up, I kind of realized that having a pet also means responsibility and stuff like that. And kind of means that you can't do everything quite the same way necessarily as before. For example, Mm -hmm. I love cycling through Berlin, as you know, and Tofu hasn't yet learned to uh, cycle with me, although it's on my list to teach him uh, to kind of run along you know, run run alongside the bicycle so I can just mm-hmm. go places. Um, but anyway, Joanna, my partner, she really, um, really, really wanted and needed a dog. She had a dog before in her life and, and she's just a dog person all the way. And um, we, so we did a thing um, where we fostered a dog um, twice. And this is actually a system that I would really recommend for anyone who wants to get a dog i don't know if it's quite the same with cats i don't think it works that way but if you want a dog but you're not 100 sure or even if you are 100 sure like first of all obviously me being an animal rights activist (laughs) or whatever um obviously i don't i don't think you should buy a a dog that was bred i think you should adopt because lots of dogs are in in shelters and are being put down because the shelters are uh, overcrowded and um, obviously there are dogs that are that are more difficult sometimes but not necessarily like you said tofu is an absolute angel of a dog like you couldn't ask for a more easygoing and easy to handle dog he doesn't even bark y'all he doesn't He's even like, bark so good well he does there, there's one. One exception: He will bark at the vacuum cleaner, but vacuum. that's like literally the only <laughs> th- the only thing that will get him to bark is the vacuum. Um, but so the thing is, if you just oh shit, someone's someone's moving my mouse. Oh my god, someone's using my mouse i left my mouse downstairs and someone's moving it. oh i was like that's scary (laughs) very scary let me turn off bluetooth Uh, what was security (laughs) i and I, i even thought about turning it off but i was like no one's gonna move this mouse why would they move this mouse um so the thing about like adopting a dog and sight unseen basically or based on pictures is that you don't really know if you'll vibe with the dog and what what the dog is actually like and stuff. And so the organization that we worked with that we got to know is called Animals Care, which by the way, there's like a million organizations called Animals Care in all kinds of different spelling. So sometimes it's animals, kind of the the genitive version, like animals mm-hmm. uh and then the what's it called? Uh apostrophe. Apostrophe care, like you're caring for the animals. Then sometimes the apostrophe will be between the L and the S, so it's the animal's care. And then in our mm-hmm. case, it's just animals' care. So plural animals' care. I don't know. I I don't recommend if you're like starting a new organization to help <laughs> yeah. animals, just don't call it animals' care. It's, there's too many and it's too the one thing ambiguous. Is do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. the animals Who's caring care. for who? <laughs> exactly. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't it be named? Humans care anyway, since yeah. we're the ones caring. Like yeah. I don't think the animals care that much; they just want yeah. help <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Animals Care is the the organization in Berlin. It's very small. It's not like organization is too big of a word. It's basically a couple who devotes their all of their free time to doing this, and they have a few volunteers that they work with, and they have a um, a, a shelter that they work with in Hungary. Um, where there 's lots of street dogs and and i don 't know other pe- other dogs ending up in this shelter for one reason or another, and they don 't have enough space and so this organization basically goes there about once per month every two months and brings dogs to Berlin, but they only bring as many dogs as they have foster families so you can basically sign up to be a foster family, and then the way it works is you get one of those dogs and you keep the dog for anywhere between two weeks and a few months maximum. And during that time, first of all, you kind of get to know the dog and it takes two weeks for the dog to even kind of relax and show what they're really like. And then you figure out, okay, you know, does the dog have any quirks? Are they okay with children? Are they okay around other dogs? Are they okay around cats? All those things. Then you, the foster family, kind of write a description and you take some pictures. Then the organization puts all of that up on the internet, and then people who want to adopt a dog can apply, essentially, or say, hey, we we are interested in this dog. Then the organization connects those people that are interested with the foster family. They meet the people who want to adopt, can get to know the dog, do a walk through the park with the dog, and decide, do I really think this is the dog for me? the foster family gets to make the decision like who would be the best fit like which family do we feel like is the best home for this dog and then those two entities get connected and there's a um you know an official contract being made between the organization and the family that adopts the dog and then the dog goes to their forever family and this system is really good i feel like because it it's just it reduces the chances of it's a huge problem apparently where people adopt a dog and then change their mind and give the dog back and I think oh, this yes. this system is making it less likely that this will happen. And also, if you are like us where you're like we kind of really want a dog but we're not quite sure if we're ready and blah 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 blah, you can just start fostering and you can just have a dog for a few weeks at a time, care for the dog, help make it happen that this dog gets adopted but you're not signing up to care for the dog for the entire rest of their life. And here's the crucial part, as a foster family, you always have the first right of adoption. So even if you are already 100% sure that you want to adopt a dog forever, you still you should still foster because if the dog is perfect, you can say we want to adopt the dog. So this is what we did with Tofu, we just said this is this is the dog that we want to keep. And so that was the end of it. We didn't have to compete with anybody else who also wants this perfect dog. And so it's just a great system. And if you want to adopt a dog, I would go th- I would go to an organization that has a similar system and I will link to Animals Care with no apostrophe, which we had really good uh, experiences with.
0: I love that.
1: Um, and I completely agree with... Um...
0: Adopting, don't shop, adopt. I really like that. Um, and those systems are just, I think, just better generally, especially as, as, like you said, it kind of is like a trial period where, because I think a lot of times what ends up happening with like adoption, like you go to like an animal shelter here, and um, like, let's say Austin, for example, and you want to adopt a dog, but you don't really know if it's right for you. Right. There's no really, there's no big like test period where you can like take the dog to your place and see how it is. You maybe have like a temporarily like you can play with the dog there, but once you adopt the dog, it's your dog. So most people, and like you mentioned, will just return the dog or just re like give it away again, and that just keeps this process going. Um, and yeah, just. Is there's a lot more stress on the dog as well. I don't think you realize that too. I mean, think about a child moving from home to home to home, same thing for a dog, right? Um, I,
1: I mean, it's actually not quite the same because I do think that dogs live very much in the present and they sure. are like, I don't think Tofu stresses much about his time in the shelter anymore, whereas, right? Whereas the child, I think, you know, if you Keep on changing families that really kind of traumatizes you potentially, but yeah. it is true that all of this is stressful for Doc and Tofu was super stressed out when he first arrived and now he's just happy, a happy camper.
0: Yes, um, I would also recommend like as well as like animals care or any um organization you can also look at facebook groups um i temporarily had like um kind of fostered a dog for like maybe like a week or so um and i found that through like a facebook group Um, Mm -hmm. so there's always facebook groups where people either find a dog or they're trying to foster a dog as well which could be an option
1: that's a good point there's yeah i don't i don't i'm not on facebook anymore which interestingly i'm in mexico right now and Apparently Facebook is a huge thing here still like every everything happens on Facebook. Most people know Easy German from Facebook for example which <laughs> was a surprise to me. But um there's actually social media apps spe- specifically for these things. So there's one app called Dogorama, Dogor- Dogorama. It is basically a social media app for people that already have a dog and you can make f- other dog owning friends so that you can talk t- about your dog 24 7 without annoying your non-dog owning friends um, or you can go to the park together and stuff like that or you know sometimes there's like things that are relevant to dog owners if there's like poison in some park that was found or whatever you can you can find it there and there's another app called hunde which is a social media app for people that can't have a dog and we'll talk about some reasons why this might be the case but who really want to spend time with dogs and you can sign up basically and say hey i can't have a dog but i need to spend and want to spend time with a dog so i'm willing to take your dog out for a walk or care for your dog if you're going away for the weekend and that is a godsend for us now as well because as easy breezy as tofu is like we can't really leave him alone for extended periods of time so if for some reason, we both need to go to a place where we can't bring a dog. We can find help through this app. That is really cool. I need to be on that app. I like watching dogs. So we jumped right into the whole me having a dog topic. What's your impression of Berlin as far as dogs go? It's a pretty like dog ownery city, right? Like lots of people have mm-hmm. dogs
0: a lot of people have dogs um in berlin um i like it i always get confi- like there's always a question of like i mean cuz berlin is houses a lot of flats and buildings right and people aren't necessarily in a lot of houses so when there's like a big dogs like i don't ever know how well or how spacious um berlin is for those bigger dogs but i will say that um berlin is a essentially dog-friendly um city um you even see a lot of dogs which is something you don't see in america a lot a lot of unleashed dogs Mm -hmm. um so dogs just you know just roaming around or whatnot um and for the most part i've found dogs to be very friendly they don't come up to you and like pet you or like allow you to pet them as much as like american dogs would be um But I've essentially liked the vibe there um, when it comes to just the dog, especially at the parks. The parks are the best places to go if you just want to just sit and just dog watch.
1: Right. That's something that surprises me sometimes in other countries where people will literally come right up to the dog and start petting the dog without asking for permission. Like in Germany, it's very much um, expected that you ask before you get Mm -hmm. close to the dog, not just as a form of courtesy, but also... You never know how a dog dog can bite. (laughs) Yes, not every dog is a tofu that will just be very happy in either case. And you should always ask and then very slowly approach the animal. Um, In terms of animals, like there is a statistic that I just pulled up, and maybe I can quiz you on this. So, how many millions of cats do you think? live in German households. How many millions of cats? So there's 80, 82, 83 million people in Germany, just as a reference. How how many cats do you think are there?
0: Ooh, well, cats breed a lot. So there's 82, maybe at
1: least 40 million. 40 million, that's, that's too high. There's 16.7 okay. million cats. But I mean, these, these are cats that live in households. So normally, I, I mean... I don't really know how cats breeding. Are they usually um, sterilized? I don't know, but it's
0: no, because I mean, there's a lot of like you know cats that just
1: end up leaving their houses and stuff. Um,
0: Are there a lot of like I don't see this that often, but there are a lot of stray cats.
1: I don't think so. I think most cats live in households, and sometimes there's this kind of arrangement where the cat can come and go as they please, but they do still belong to a specific household, and that's where they go to eat. Kind of thing. How many dogs do you think there are? How many dogs? Are there like 16.4 million? I would say maybe 10 to 20 million dogs. Maybe 10 million. Yes, 10.3 million dogs in Germany. Uh-huh. Which to me seemed really high. Then there's like five million Kleintiere. I don't even know what that means. Like I I guess like uh like um mice and stuff. And uh I'll, I'll, you I'll know, what was the other animal that kids often want? Uh
0: like a ferret or uh like a a guinea pigs and stuff. Hamsters, guinea, guinea, pig. guinea pigs, those kinds rabbits. of
1: rabbits. Yeah. Then three point one million birds, two point three million aquariums. And one million terrariums, people holding snakes and stuff. This
0: is a random thing, but did you hear about the aquarium that bursted
1: in Berlin? Oh my God. Yeah, that was a disaster. There was this (laughs) giant, giant, giant aquarium with like billions of liters of water or whatever it was. um, That was somehow connected to sea life. Like it wasn't technically theirs, but it was right next to it in a hotel like in the middle of a hotel, and there was like an elevator going through it, so you could see the fish from from within the elevator, and the thing just exploded um in the middle of the night, luckily, so no human was killed, but like hundreds of animals were killed, and a fish <laughs> just sad, yeah, but yeah, so i i I agree. I think I think um Berlin is a city where lots of people have dogs. And, like you said, um, you know, a lot of people live in apartments. I think it really depends on the animal. Like, I was also very worried about having a dog since we don't live in a giant apartment. We just live in a regular sized apartment. But our dog isn't huge. And this living arrangement is much, much better than the shelter. So it's definitely an upgrade. And the most important thing is that the dog gets like 90 minutes to two hours of like, exercise outside every day, right? If you can do that, yeah. then they're fine. But I do think the the question, are you ready for a dog? Can you actually have a dog? Should you have a dog is a an important question to ask.
0: Yes, and I want to also just make sure y'all remember <laughs> this dog needs 90 to two hours every day and it does not take winters off. So we <laughs> right. just keep that in mind.
1: But that's actually one of the, like, huge upsides for me personally, where it's i'm such a workaholic and stuff and i i'm very prone to forgetting to take breaks or to go outside and like there have been many days where i just didn't leave the house because i would just get up start working and then stop working go back to bed you know and that's just mm-hmm. not possible when you have a dog like the dog will force you to go out and take a break and that's great i think that's really healthy <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. That's very true.
0: Okay, so the topics that you want to, once you get a dog?
1: Well, before you get a dog, like, this this whole question, like, a good organization will also screen you and interview you and stuff. Like, I think it's also really important to really make sure everybody who's involved is ready for a dog. Like, allergies yes. are something that you need to consider and check, like, is anybody allergic? is everybody okay with the responsibilities and changes potential changes in lifestyle like i really think no one should get a dog as like a christmas present or uh, like kind of impromptu yes this dog is cute let's adopt him like you should think about it long and hard and kind of make a plan and then something else you need to take into account before you adopt a dog is the monetary situation because there are costs associated. There's obviously food that you need to provide, but there's also some other things that we'll get into. Um, And maybe the most important and maybe the trickiest for some people is you need to get permission from your landlord. If If you are renting, if you don't own a place, you cannot just bring an animal into the place I think with uh, like small animals that you don't necessarily need permission, but with a dog or a cat, you definitely need the permission from your landlord. In our case, it was surprisingly easy. I basically sent an email and said, "We want to adopt this dog." And they sent back an email asking for the race of the dog and height and a photo, and we sent those things, and they sent a permission for specifically this dog to live in our apartment. Um but I've I know from many people that some landlords will for whatever reason just say no. And I think legally they can. Like they can just say I don't want any animals of this size living in my in my building.
0: Yeah that's understandable. That's the same as it is here in America you have to either pay a high fee or some places are just facilities are just like no dogs or no cats allowed. And I mean, of course there's people who kind of just go against that, but I just recommend like, I am a rebel. I love breaking the rules, but when it comes to housing situation, that's something you just don't want to play around with. Um, Cause they can kick you out and right. housing is already hard to do. Um, there um, some other things that I would um, like think about before getting a dog which I had to think about is like yes a dog seems great and yes you'll always you could always have someone you know to watch your dog but if you're a person who likes to go out or likes to travel and you won't be there with the dog most of the time that's a big 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 question of like is a dog worth it for you necessarily totally another thing that I I always thought about is like, and actually I would like to know, maybe you know this, or maybe we have to look it up. It's like, how does Germany go about like, um, emotional support animals? And like, um, do you guys have like a system for that? Cause that's also something you can, you need to consider as well is one, are you emotionally available for a dog? And two, can a dog emotionally like help you as well? Um, I had adopted, or like I said, I fostered a dog for a week and I was just kind of seeing how it was going to go. And I was going to get it as an emotional support animal. However, I love this dog a lot, but the dog had um, their own psychological anxiety problems. Yes. Um, so whenever I left, <laughs> That's it a got twist. super. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like whenever I left, like it would get very, 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 very anxious. And I felt so bad for like, going to work or whatnot. Oh my God. Um, I ended up, you know, like the foster family that I got it from, they ended up keeping the dog, and that was great, and they had it. But like that was something that like was stressful for me. Like it was supposed to be my emotional support animal that I was <laughs> then having to, <laughs> you know, be the emotional support human for that dog. And you can't be both. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs>
1: yeah that is yeah someone but, needs
0: to be secure in this
1: relationship, <laughs> but it's a really good point i mean it is it is not like I mean a dog will give you a lot, like they will give you everything they have, but it's not like they're something that you can consume and that you can get, mm-hmm. and like they will make you feel great and they don't need anything in return, like it's a creature, yeah. it's an animal, uh, and it's a bilateral relationship, <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> it's a really good point.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I mean like if all those things check out and you're ready to get a dog, right. what do you do now?
1: Right. So we're very dog focused on this episode. I'm that's obviously what I've recently become a an expert on. I think it's a somewhat similar with cats. I think some things are a little bit easier with cats. I think most things are a little bit easier with cats for yeah. whatever reason. Um but basically once you have a dog the first thing that you need to do, or one of the first things that you need to do well let's let's try to go in order like I think the really first thing that you need to do is um buy some stuff uh so you obviously need like a leash <laughs> and you you mentioned this before, like Germany is somewhat chill about taking the leash off in many parks and stuff like that, but technically, in most parks there you you are supposed to keep your dog on a leash and definitely like in in public transport or when you're just walking through the city you need to have your dog on a leash so you need you need that and something that i've learned is that you should definitely not put the leash on your dog's collar collar unless please don't do that yeah, yeah unless they're like so incredibly well trained that they will never ever pull whatsoever then it's fine but if they pull they are hurting themselves and they don't have kind of the human rationality where they say oh this hurts i will stop like they just compartmentalize and if they see something that they want to chase they'll chase it even if they're literally cutting off their own circulation so
0: i feel every time i see a dog or like a owner with like their um, leash on their collar i'm like yeah. i know that's like the old school way of doing things but like in 21st century we have those body collars you know right um,
1: that's what you need to get and 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 i will i can link like, I've, there's so much good content on YouTube in terms of dog training and stuff like that. And the way to, to make your dog not pull on the leash is not to make him hurt or to scare him or, or like pull rapidly. It's training. Like, you need to train and it takes some time, but through positive reinforcement, you need to train your dog to, to not do that and then you'll be fine. But until you are at that point, you just need to have like a full body uh thing where the dog is not hurting uh when they're pulling then you also need to get food obviously and um like a a little what are they called what what do dogs eat out of it's not a plate humans um, eat a from dog bowl dog bowl right dog bowl we obviously so our dog is ridiculously spoiled, so he doesn't just have a dark bowl. He has like a dark bar that is made out Ooh. of wood and is elevated, so he doesn't have to <laughs> lower his head too far. Ooh, it's ridiculous. It is com- completely <laughs> only the best for to only, only the best for tofu. He also now like he's starting to have like a range of different collar. Like he has an avocado collar now. He also has a dinosaur collar oh it is so yeah cute. it's turning into a whole thing but um i think those are the basics um some other stuff you might need um forgetting now uh but like I, a
0: kennel for them like for transportation or if you want to like uh, right yeah like um Sometimes you need to dog-proof your house, so anything that a dog can get into, definitely getting some like things for sockets or right. like you know, well, so- like just, you know,
1: sockets are fine. Like they're not children, and they won't put yeah. their finger into the socket. But you do need a muzzle, even if the dog doesn't bite. If you're ever planning on any train rides, for example, like we had, we have a muzzle that we've never put on the dog, but we travel with the muzzle just in case that we're on a train and someone like says hey you need to put on the muzzle yeah you should have it even if you don't really need it Um, and then there's just like tons of like useful stuff that you don't necessarily need but that's just really useful like for example there's these little um, mats that that stick onto glass or tile And that you can put peanut butter on if you want to like clean the dog, but the dog hates water. You can put some peanut butter or you need to like do anything to the dog. Like, you need to whatever you need to do to the dog that the dog doesn't want you to do, you can put some peanut butter and place it on the wall and it will distract the dog. Stuff like that. (laughs) Obviously, toys are good. Like, a dog, I don't think a dog needs as many toys as most children have. I think most children don't need as many toys but like the dog should have a a toy i think um stuff like that uh, a brush you know the basics but
0: what about like is there any type of like medicine that you keep around for your right. dog just in case
1: yeah so that's probably the next thing so the dog that we adopted actually had a or has a disease that is very common in dogs especially when they're coming from like shelters and stuff in german it's called herzwürmer uh in english it is called heart heartworms uh mm, that's the yeah, common heartworms. name dog heartworm and it is a disease that is uh treatable but it takes time so yeah basically we we need to treat the dog with like a with a medicine that he has to take every day um and the other thing that even if the dog is healthy healthy that you need to get is um something against ticks because the dog will bring home lots of ticks otherwise if you don't have something that you basically put on either like a special collar that you put around the neck or something that you put on the fur like every month mm-hmm. but that's basically it
0: yeah speaking of ticks like what about like any bathing stuff how often do you guys wash tofu
1: uh, so, or do you guys
0: take them to like a spa or something? N- <laughs> well, or groomers, groomers,
1: n- not at that level yet. It's interesting. Groomers aren't that big of a thing as in other countries. I know in Argentina, really? it's huge. In the US as well, um, and generally speaking, most dogs don't need to be washed or bathed unless. Like something terrible happened essentially, which smelly. depending on the dog, it can something terrible can happen regularly, right? And depending on yeah. <laughs> where you go for the walks and stuff, but generally speaking, like dogs clean themselves. Uh, we cleaned tofu once when he arrived, um, because he was just not in good condition, and then once when he decided to roll around in some other dogs. Uh, Oh no. So that was the moment where we're like, (laughs) okay, it's time for you, it's time for another shower, which he did not enjoy. But I mean that's what you get. But yeah, it's not not a regular thing. Like you don't have to do it every week or anything, or even every month. Um, but you then also need to like find a vet. Like you, even if the dog is fine, like the, the time will come where you need to go to a vet for for some reason we were lucky to find one around the corner that's really cool and really awesome and nice the prices for like the things that vets do i didn't know this are essentially uh standardized so it's not like one vet will undercut the other vet in price um it's just like standard prices which just this year or just last year have uh gone up quite a bit so that's something to consider like going to the vet for small things is expensive if it's a big thing if you know your dog gets seriously sick that stuff adds up so that that, that can get expensive interesting so then in Berlin specifically it, it's different from state to state but in Berlin you need to register your dog and this costs around 20 euros and then uh, Berlin sends you a tag that you need to put on the collar, collar. By the way, I have problems pronouncing the word collar. 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 It's like collar. Ah, like ah, like you're calling a person. Collar. Call, yeah. call but not collar, but collar. 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 It's interesting. Because it's close to the word collar, like the phone caller and also colour. Yes, colour, exactly. the color. colour. Yeah. Colour. English, English Colour. man. You can learn it for decades and still struggle. Stay <laughs> <yeah>. with Germany. <laughs> so, yeah, the registration is like uh, they sent you a, a thing uh, and, and it has a number on it. Um, and then, obviously, there is uh, a tax, Hundesteuer. Does this exist in the US? Do you have to pay taxes on your dog? No, we don't okay yeah um, so German I mean, in
0: their taxes Woohoo!
1: i mean i think it's fair because like dogs are a strain on the city in a way right like you're obviously we're picking up all the poop and stuff like we're not like the dog isn't causing any additional dirt but still like that poop then goes into a bag and goes into a garbage can and those garbage cans need to be emptied and like there's you know stuff it does affect the city if there's lots of dogs so i think it's fair for Mm -hmm. the city to to ask for taxes the thing is i don't know exactly how high this tax is i think it's around i think it depends on the on the breed or the race like i think or maybe not i'm actually not sure i think it's around 200 euros a year the reason I don't know is that if you adopt the dog from like a shelter, like if it, if the dog is a a rescue dog, then you the first five years are free. Which is that's
0: great. really great incentive to adopt. Yeah.
1: Good good incentive, and I think yeah. So I don't have to deal with that for another five years and then we'll see how much it is. Yeah. So then you also definitely need insurance. Some people get health insurance for their dogs. Um, We're not doing that. But What is the
0: benefit in the,
1: like, what are the costs and benefits
0: of getting health insurance for a dog?
1: Well, just if, like, like I already mentioned, like vet bills can get very expensive. If your dog, for example, has cancer and you want, I don't even know, like, how you treat cancer in a dog, like, As you can tell, I'm very new to all of this as well, but I just know like sometimes dogs need operations and stuff or surgery or whatever, and that shit gets expensive and you can insure against that. And so you can start paying when the dog is healthy. And then if that happens, the insurance will cover those costs. We're not doing that. We're just hoping for Tofu to, you know, because he's he's getting his exercise he's on a good diet so <laughs> hopefully he doesn't get sick he
0: stays healthy yes.
1: but uh but the insurance that you do need to get no matter what is um Haftpflichtversicherung, which is liability insurance and this is something that for one reason or another is very specifically in germany like important like for some reason in the u.s that's not quite as much of a thing but as a human being as a person you need to get liability insurance um where if you break something your liability insurance covers the cost for the third party that you broke the thing and you could say like okay well if i break your phone i'll just pay the phone out of pocket but the idea is that if you you know if you have an accident or you do something where now the other person is in a wheelchair like that's going to go into the millions and you're not going to be able mm-hmm. to pay for that. And so that's what that insurance covers. It covers everything from, I dropped your phone and now you have to get a new one to I caused an accident and this this person now needs rehabilitation for the rest of their their life. And yeah, you don't need to specifically get one for your dog. You're, you're, or maybe you do, like you you need liability insurance so that if your dog... Breaks something that is covered, and yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, it's actually not included in in our liability insurance. It's like a separate contract specifically for the dog.
0: Yeah, and it's only man. It seems like it's only mandatory in Berlin, Brandenburg, Hamburg, Lower Saxony, and Thuringia? Thuringia.
1: Thuringia. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's only obligatory in those states. But you should really do it no matter what. Yeah, you it never sounds know. like. Yeah, even like,
0: it covers getting another dog pregnant.
1: <laughs> right, right. Those things happen. I mean, our dog is castrated, so that's not going to happen. But, um, but dogs also like sometimes bite other dogs, and then mm-hmm. that could get expensive. Like you know, all of those things could happen. So definitely get. It's not. It's not expensive either. It's like a few euros a month.
0: Yeah, that's why it seems like, like five
1: euros. Right then talking about things that could go wrong like dogs can get lost obviously um and and so there's different things like our dog is chipped so it has like a by the way how do you address a dog is it a he or is it an it this is another thing that i'm struggling in the english language. i
0: mean it's your choice i like to say like he or she
1: um what what if the just dog because... is, like, gender fluid and has decided? <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: The, the, honestly, I thought about that, too. Then you could say they or it. But, I mean, I would refer it as more like an object. Right. You know? But even, like, a butterfly would be called an it, wouldn't it?
1: It would. Because they don't really have personality. Maybe it's connected to personality. If your dog doesn't uh, have any personality, it's... Yes.
0: I mean, it's also, this is a side tangent, but we humanize dogs. So I think that's also why we do he, him, or like she, hers, because there's a human aspect to that dog. It's like a child.
1: I feel like Um, so many like dog experts and dog owners are going to listen to this and just... Roll like just <laughs> like what are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about. Look, we are not. Please stop.
0: Just... <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are more than welcome to come on the show. And right, and this is
1: not a dog topic. podcast yet. No. Uh, although we could turn it <laughs> into one if you asked us to. <laughs> okay. Anyway, everyone no, is
0: moving to Berlin parentheses with
1: dogs. <laughs> yeah, all, all the dogs are moving to Berlin. All the dogs are moving to <laughs> um, So, I mean. Uh, Dogs sometimes get lost, and so our dog has a chip, and with a number. And an air tag? <laughs> no. So the air tag doesn't help you. Some people do it, but the air tag, like, only works if there's lots of other people around, and also like mm-hmm. the object needs to be somewhat stationary. And dogs, when they run away, like, they don't necessarily run towards people. They run into, like a park or a forest or whatever, and sure. the air tech isn't really going to help you there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the chip, somebody like a, a vet can can scan the chip and then you have the number, but you should not rely on that. So you should, obviously there's the tag that Berlin gives you that also has a number, so that's good. But then it's I think it's a big process for Berlin to basically like it's not a service that they offer where it's like okay i found a dog please here's the number give me the owner's data data i don't know if they even legally it's it's very complicated and so there's a organization called tussle that's basically like uh just like a association that people founded where they will send you a tag with a number and you register and as part of the registration you basically agree like if someone calls and says i have this number they will give out the email address or phone number or they will contact you directly and say your dog has been found and so just to make that process easier if that ever happens you know someone. Mm -hmm. and then obviously on top of that you should just also put your own phone number on the caller and uh And so, yeah, we have all that. We have both of our phone phone numbers on the the thing that the dog wears when we're outside. And it has the tussle thing where they... And they also have like a photo of the dog and stuff. So basically, if the dog ever gets lost, hopefully people will be able to connect him to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I can hear your excitement about all of this uh, information.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm just like, yes, yes, yes.
1: Yes, yes. uh (laughs) uh So finally, I mean, then also, I already mentioned this, but please pick up the poop. Like, before I owned a dog, I hated dog shit, and I still hate it. And uh, It sucks when it's on a goddamn bike lane. It I've sucks seen that everywhere. Before. It sucks everywhere. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. When I see people just like letting their dogs poop and then they just leave, it's just, it's just no way to live. Like, we're not in the middle ages. Like, you need to mm-hmm. pick up that poop. And if you get caught without like poop bags on you by the Ordnungsamt, which apparently happens, like sometimes they check you. Like, if you're just walking around with your dog and the Ordnungsamt is there checking cars or whatever that are parked, they might might ask you, like, Show, show us your poop bags and if you if you can't show them your poop bags you have to pay a fine so but that should not be the motivation the motivation should be keep your city clean please yes exactly
0: and if you have a trouble with your dog and not pooping where they should be pooping um you could get a dog trainer um i'm just re- reading right now about like dog trainers and stuff like that um I'll send something to Manuel to provide a list of certified dog trainers in Berlin.
1: Um, Um, Yeah. Dog trainers. Great. But also like there's so much good stuff on YouTube. And if you have some time, like you can, you can try yourself before you hire mm -hmm. someone. Yeah. One last thing that I also learned from some of these channels, like, first of all, like look into the park situation near where you live, because it's like, we're lucky that we have quite a few different green space options around where we live. And in general, Berlin is pretty good about having parks everywhere. Yeah. Um very good. And something that I learned is that these these spaces where dogs can run around freely, like there's one in Mauer Park, there's one on Tempelhofer Feld and stuff. Um like, they're great, and we've done it, and it's fun because you can take your dog off the leash even if they don't necessarily... Like, if you don't trust them in some other environment, you know? But so many people say that it's super risky because all of these dogs coming together without a leash, like, a lot of accidents happen, and dogs, like uh, yeah. you know, either through rough play or because there's this one aggressive dog that really shouldn't be there, but then, like... In general, if you're not 100% sure that your dog is suitable for these places, I would uh, avoid them at least in the beginning.
0: That is a good point. Never thought about that. Um, a question I have for you. So you guys, like I said, are vegan. Um, tofu's name is Tofu. Um, is Does Tofu eat meat or is it possible for dogs to become vegan?
1: Controversial topic. Controversial topic. So I have read about this a little bit and talk to people a little bit. And I think there's no one... Fits, like, I do think every human being can become a vegan and live a happy and healthy life as long as you make sure to take your B12 and stuff like that. Like, I, I really don't think there's a debate there. Um, I know some people disagree, but I don't think humans need meat. I think the science, when it comes to dogs, is a little bit less clear. But I think that most dogs can... Live a very healthy and good life on a vegan diet. And there are companies that make vegan food for dogs. And yes, we are in the process of transitioning. Tofu tofu is very easy breezy like he'll eat anything and he's just happy and like you we have these like snacks that are made out of carrots and he sucks them up and loves them so (laughs) Um, but it might not be the same for all dogs. We're transitioning him very slowly where we're basically mixing in this vegan food and um, making it making the ratio higher and higher and we plan at some point in the next few months to like have give him 100% vegan food in the morning and at night Um, but we would still use uh, meat based treats to train and reward him like we're not going to be as strict as we're with ourselves in terms of that like I think obviously dogs love meat and it's a great great motivator in terms of training and stuff like that and I do think that that's important and yeah I think there's a, a balance to be struck and I think if if you don't, if you if you're not, if you don't agree or if you don't believe that a dog can survive without meat, then maybe you could still do what we do, where it's like fifty percent meat and fifty percent uh, a plant based dog food option. I don't think that you need that the dog needs to eat a hundred percent meat uh, all the time.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's actually a really good thing. Um, like you said, if anything it's just about being mindful of what your dog is eating and you know taking care of your right. Dog.
1: And, and my personal opinion, I mean if we're going there anybody who's still listening i hope uh i hope we're at the point where i can <laughs> <good> give my <laughs> personal opinion without getting like hate comments but i i believe that all animals have a similar right to life i don't think that a dog is a superior race and has like like i don't think it's justified to kill a cow so that the dog can eat meat like i don't really believe that that's that that's ethical and I also mm-hmm. kind of believe that like, we shouldn't breed dogs at all. Like, We should adopt and sterilize the dogs that are there. And I do think, I mean, humans and dogs living together is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And and we provide, I think, a lot of um, things to each other. But I think the fact that we are breeding dogs while there are so many dogs suffering and animal, uh, other animals suffering suffering and living in the streets and being put down this is just not a good situation so i think adopt a dog save a dog from being put down in the shelter and then try to be mindful of the other other animals that are basically being used to sustain that animal and yourself that's my personal position
0: i like that position um especially when it comes to like the whole breeding dogs type of thing because I think you see a lot of times these dogs are bred, and I think sometimes they even inbred, and there's just a lot of just like discrepancies when it comes to people who are breeding them and how they're taking care of these animals, so like that. Um, A lot of times they view animals like your iPhone or like just another product, you know, so they're not given the type of care that they need to, and then they end up going to the adoption centers anyway. So I always just say, just be mindful. Of anything. Um, One more topic that I wanted to talk about is what if you already have a pet and you're moving to Germany, Berlin, or the EU? Um, Neither one of us actually has all that experience with it, but I did some like little research. And apparently, um, when moving to Germany with animals, you have to classify. Um, which type of animal you're moving. There's either commercial animals, which is more for business. And there's also non-commercial, which most of people probably be, which is more personal reasons. Um, I don't think if you're moving for work, that doesn't count as business. It will be like this dog is for the business, if that makes sense. Um, And then once you do get to the EU, you will need a pet passport And also, it has to be identified by either a tattoo or a microchip. Um, And if you're moving from outside of the EU, you also need a health certificate where proof of a valid rabies vaccination given at least 21 days before entry. Um, And this will suffice in place of a pet passport, um, apparently. Um, And then also, I'm not going to list it all out, but just beware of the dog breed restrictions as well. And then also just be aware of traveling with the dog. Like, I can already tell you right now, traveling from Texas to Berlin is already a strain on my body. I right. can only imagine how crazy that could be for a dog, too. Um, so just really keep that in mind when you have pets because they're going to be probably, if they're a big pet, they're probably going to be just kenneled up for those 10 to 13 hours you know um and right. then whatever it delays so just always be mindful of that too if you're moving a dog from wherever you are to berlin
1: totally Th- those are really good points and we're going to list those links that you found that have a lot of information even things that we didn't get to on this episode and i totally agree like think about all the things that you are going to do with your life and the life you want to live before you before you either get a dog or animal or before you move to Berlin with your dog and kind of consider all the factors. Because in terms of traveling and stuff, it does change things. It makes things more complicated. But depending on, on what you want, it can 100% be worth it.